Alhamdulillah Hamdan kathiran tayyiban mubarakan fiyah Kama yuhibbu rabbuna wa yardah Ashadu an la ilaha illa Allah Wahdahu la sharika lah Wa ashadu anna muhammadan abduhu wa rasuluh Anna sihul amin Allahumma salli ala nabiyina muhammad Wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in ومن تمسك بسنته إلى يوم الدين ثم أما بعد الحمد لله we continue going over this tremendous advice by the Fadilat al-Shaykh al-Allama Shaykh Saleh al-Fawzan أحفظه الله تعالى We had reached the section where the Shaykh Ta'ala is speaking about a tremendously important matter and he draws attention to an extremely important topic and that is as the Shaykh Ta'ala he says فَعَلَى النِّسَانِ مُسْلِمِينَ الْيَوْمِ so thus it is upon the Muslim women today and yattaqeen Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that they must have fear and reverence for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They must have taqwa, piety and a fear of Allah azza wa jal. Fi anfusihim wa fi mushtami'ihim they have to fear Allah Azza wa Jal as relates to themselves. And they also have to fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as relates to their society. Yes. Our actions and being responsible and upright in our actions is not only an individual responsibility, but it's also a social responsibility. Because when the individuals of a society are upright, then that will have good ramifications upon the society as a whole. And the opposite also is true, that when individuals from a society are corrupt, then that will have an adverse effect upon the society as a whole. So it is incumbent that the Muslim women, and likewise the Muslim men, but again, this is advice toward the Muslim women, so the focus is upon them, but this also applies to men as well. But they have to fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as relates to themselves, and they have to fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as relates to the society. وَعَلَى نِسَاءِ الْيَوْمِ And it is also upon the women today is also upon the women today just like it was upon the Muslim women from before just like it was upon those Muslim women from before meaning that this here is not an obligation that is he the Sheikh is going to mention that is a contemporary obligation but rather this is something that has been obligated upon the Muslim women in every era. And what is that? What is that obligation? 
the Shaykh, Alhamdulillah Ta'ala, he says, وَعَلَى نِسَاءَ الْيَوْمِ كَمَا عَلَى نِسَاءَ الْمُسْلِمِينَ مِنْ قَابْلِ الْعِنَايَةِ بِتَرْبِيَةِ الْأَوْلَادِ هُنْ بِتَرْبِيَةِ الْأَوْلَادِ هُنْ وَبَنَاتِهِنْ فِي الْبُيُوتِ It is also an obligation upon the women today, like it was an obligation upon the women from before, to have a serious concern and to pay much attention and devote much effort into raising their sons and their daughters, to educating and rearing with a proper rearing and education their sons and their daughters inside of their homes. To teach the children inside of the homes. Now, this is very important. And I want to highlight this because the aspect of educating the children inside of the homes, it is not that which the parents could wash their hands from because they send them outside the home for education. Even if the child is going to an Islamic school and they're learning inside of the school aspects of the religion, they have inside their school classes of aqidah, aqidah sahiha, the proper aqidah, because they're in the school that is in the hands of Ahl Sunnah. And they're learning inside of that school fiqh, and they're learning inside of that school, yani hadith. And so on and so forth from the Islamic sciences and Arabic and so on and so forth. Now, this does not remove the obligation of the parent to still educate and teach their children. Whether that be by reinforcing those things in which that they are learning, helping them with their homework and directing them and pointing them. In areas, helping them with research by pointing them to different books and resources and so on and so forth, helping them, ma'am, but also in teaching them as well, teaching them those valuable lessons, making sure that they have the fundamentals of the religion down good, educating them on the proper mode of character and the proper mannerisms and how they should carry themselves. This is very important and is needed. Now this is in the case if the children are attendees of an Islamic institution of learning. So, how much more so for those individuals who have their children inside of the schools of the kuffar? How much more so for those individuals who have their children inside of the schools of the kuffar? We have to make a strong concern to educate the children. And this is something that the Shaykh Ta'ala is directing towards the mothers. He's directing towards the mothers. No doubt. The fathers, they play a role in this as well. And they have to help as it relates to the children's education. But the reality of it is, is that in the ideal situation where the woman is not tasked to work and so on and so forth, she will be more available to the children as she spends more time with them. Because it's the man's responsibility to take care of his household, to make sure that the bills are paid, 
to make sure that yani, he buys food for the house and so on and so forth. Naam. So that will require him to be outside of the home working and seeking the halal provisions. Seeking the halal provisions. Naam. So that will require for him to be at work. Whereas in ideal situations, the mother, she is at home taking care of the matters of the home. But taking care of the matters of the home that is not restricted to just cleaning, cooking, making sure things are in order, and so on and so forth. It's not just reserved to that. But it also enters, and more importantly in what? It's making sure the children are educated. Going over Quran with them. Reading the Quran with them. Now, Just reading the Quran with them. This is something everyone has the ability to do. Even if they themselves don't know Arabic. They can read the translation with the children. Naam. In, in, in the homes. And I want to ask. In the homes. How many homes can say that we have sat with the children. And we have read the translation of Muhsin Khan. Shaykh Taqiyuddin al-Hilani. The Noble Quran. That we have read the explanation or we read the, 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 the translation, the noble Quran from cover to cover. How many families can say that? Mm. How many families can say that they have done this with their children? And I don't want anyone to think that this is something that is directed, yani all fingers towards you. No. Talking to myself as well. Because these are things that we all have to remember. These are small efforts that we all can do. Even if it's sitting with the children for 15 minutes a day. Doesn't have to be a long time. 15 minutes a day. And reading. If there's multiple children, everyone reads an A. And then we stop. Pick up from this point. Tomorrow. Then when that comes, we do the same. And then we stop. Pick up from that point the next day. The only, but so many days can go like this before you what? You finish. Now, before you finish. With very small effort. 15 minutes. 10 minutes. 20 minutes. Doesn't take a long time. Likewise with Riyadh al-Salihin, the translation. To sit and read through these ahadith as a family. Or to oversee and make sure the children are reading from these ahadith and ask them about them. Now, the small efforts, one hadith a day, one hadith a day, there's only but a certain amount of number of hadith, a hadith inside of Riyadh al-Salihin, eventually you'll finish. Bidnilahi ta'ala. Bidnilahi ta'ala. If you live those amount of days, eventually you'll finish, inshallah ta'ala. And this is every day you just took one. Every day you just took one. Now, so these are small efforts that we can be doing to help in the education and the rearing of the children. And of course, those who can do more than more. Those who can do more, do more. But this is something that is very important. And it will cry that the mother themselves, that they learn. Because in fact, the one who is deprived of something, he can't give it. So the more she learns, the better she can teach the children. The more she learns, the better she can teach the children. The more she learns, the better she can teach the children. So, so how come the classes are not filled with the sisters? How come they're not striving? 
is because the sisters, they don't understand their role. They don't understand their value. No, they don't. I don't believe you sisters understand really how important you are and how vital you are for the rectification of a society. I don't think you understand how important you are and how when a woman is educated, it's benefit extends so far. Its benefit extends so far when a woman is properly educated and she's knowledgeable about her religion. It extends so far because the women, they are the first teachers of the children. They are the first teachers of the children. So if the women are educated properly, that will have an effect upon a generation. Upon a generation. Now, the role of the woman in rectifying a society is too important. It's extremely valuable. Extremely valuable. Now, I don't think most of the sisters realize how important they are. I don't think they realize how value, how valuable and how, yani, lofty is their, is their role. I don't think they understand that. But I pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that they begin to understand how important they are. They begin to understand how valuable they are. They begin to understand how crucial their role is in rectifying a society. Because all of that starts with the rectification of ourselves and then the rectification of our homes. Shaitan, he understands the value and the importance. And this is why he strives hard to corrupt the Muslim women. This is why he strives hard to corrupt the Muslim women. Whether that be by tabloids and these type of magazines and just foolish reading or whether that be by sitcoms and whatever the case may be to distract her. To distract her because he understands that when you corrupt her and then she passes that on to the children. That's corruption of a generation. Allah Musta'an. Allah Musta'an. Ala kulli hal, the Shaykh goes on and he says, لِأَنَّهُنْ The women, and I want the women to listen, because a lot of women, they don't, they don't, I don't think they understand this point. The Shaykh, he says, لِأَنَّهُنْ مَسْؤُولَاتْ because the women they are mas'ulat mas'ulat this means responsible okay it means responsible but if a person looks at this word mas'ul mas'ul he will see that it comes from what su'al su'al sa'ala na'am Su'al, it means a question. Sa'ala, he asked. Na'am. So we understand, why is this word responsible taken from this root of a question? Su'al. Why, why, why is this? Why? Because when a person is responsible for something, they will be questioned about it. When a person is responsible for something, they will be questioned about it. So the ulama, they explain this. Na'am. So when it says that the woman, 
is mas'ul na'am the women mas'ulat anil atwal that they are responsible for the for the for the for the children this means what they are going to be asked about the children bahu they are going to be asked about the children by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Allah will question them about how those kids were raised ma'am the women the mothers لأنهن مسؤولات عن الأطفال الذين هم في رعايتهم. The woman she will be asked about those children who are under her care. Those children who they under her care. Her children, نعم. Those children inside of her household, so they can be يعني her biological children. They can be. The siblings of her children, because the, the husband has multiple wives, and so on and so forth. The children in her household, she's going to be asked about them. She's going to be asked about them. Ma'am? She's going to be asked about the children of her household. وعليهن أن يربين بناتهن على الأخلاق الفاضلة. And it is upon the mothers to rear their daughters upon outstanding character. نعم. To raise their daughters upon outstanding character. From being trustworthy. نعم. And this is uh, uh, you know, after the proper adib and the, excuse me, the proper akhlaq, they learn what is the proper akhlaq that an individual is to have with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The proper mannerisms one is to have with their Lord. The proper mannerisms one is to have with the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The proper mannerism that one is to have with the Sahaba. Naam, and so on and so forth. Naam, after all of these things, cause these things are first, right? We have, we have to know what is the rights of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and to give to Allah ta'ala his rights. That's first. Then the, and we have to know what are the rights of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and to give to the Prophet sallallahu his rights. Ma'am. So, what we're saying is after those, after that, we have to what? You have to reinstill inside of the girls the outstanding characteristics like being trustworthy. Like being one who keeps their word. Like being one who knows how to carry herself honorably, not in a lewd fashion, not in the fashion of the lowly women, but one who carries herself honorably, one who knows how to speak to men honorably, one who is what? Shy. Teach her shyness. Ma'am. But women, mothers as examples, if you're not shy, then how are you going to convey to your child how to be shy? If, you, if your daughter sees you all up in the face of men, then she thinks this is how women supposed to act, so she's going to be all up in the face of men. You understand? If she sees you laughing and flirting and, and, and joking with men, then she's going to think this is how women are supposed to act, so then she's going to be laughing and joking and flirting with men. You understand? So you have to not only just teach her in words, but also more so inside of actions that you show her the good character, that you be an example for her. On how she is to be and how she is to act, how she is to carry herself, how she is to dress, how she is to present herself in public, so on and so forth. Now, you show her 
how the woman is supposed to interact with her husband so that she learns how to be a wife. You show her by by her seeing you yani uh yani raise her and, and and to raise her siblings and so on and so forth how the mother is supposed to raise the child so you're teaching them from a very young age you teach them all their life what how to be a good mother now the care the attention the concern the you know so on and so forth smiling when it's appropriate to smile and frowning when it's appropriate to frown you, you know what i mean uh treating her in a good manner Showing her how to be, being easy with her when you're supposed to be easy with her, but then when it requires for you to be stern, then you be stern because you love her. Showing them this, showing them this balance, showing them this outstanding behavior. This is incumbent, is 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 so important upon the mothers that they convey this to their daughters, because when it comes time for their daughters to look for an example to how to be a mother or to how to be a wife, they're not going to look to the father. No, they're going to look to the mother. How to be a good wife. How to be a good mother. You're going to look to the mother. Now. And brothers. Just so we don't forget. All of this is applicable to you as well. You have to be good examples. And you have to teach your children. That the lofty and outstanding character and morals. But again. This is advice to the women. So we don't want to waste too much time on the brothers. We want to focus in on the women. And upon the good manners and good character. To have good character. And teaching them how to cover themselves and teach them how to be chaste. Chastity. Now I'm teaching the women how to be chaste. This is, this is too important. Now it's too important. We have to teach both the boys and the girls. But again, specifics to the women, so we want to focus on the girls. How to be chaste. How to be good women. Damn. The Shaykh says, Paul and Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And it shows the, the, the deal that the women are responsible. Is that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam He said Kullukum He said all of you are shepherds And all of you will be asked about his flock You understand all, all of us are shepherds And all of us have a flock All of us are shepherds And all of us have a flock And all of us will be questioned about our flock Okay. The Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam goes on to say in this hadith, or he also says in this hadith, "Well, ra'iya, and the woman she's a shepherdess. Now, when, where, yani aina, fibait, She's the shepherdess inside of the house of her husband." Masula and she is responsible. See that word again? Masula. Yeah. She will be questioned. She is responsible and will be questioned and upon her flock. She will be asked and questioned about her flock. Because in what? In her home, she is what? She is the shepherd over her flock. Tarbiyat and hasana. 
So it is upon the woman that she raises her children with a good rearing. She she brings them up in a most excellent of manners. Because whoever is in the house from the children, whoever is in the house from the children, then they are under her care, her supervision, and she will be asked about them. She will be asked about them. Now, so it is, it is of extreme importance that the sisters, they remember this well. That those children who are under her custody, she will be asked about them. And then the Shaykh, Ta'ala, gets into another point. We'll take some of it in this class and we'll finish it Ta'ala in the next. But we'll take a few of these points, inshallah Ta'ala. And that is pointing out to the women and reminding them of some things that are haram. And they are haram because they are from the major, yani, excuse me, again, let me reword that. They are haram and they are from the major sins. They are haram and they are from the major sins. Yeah. And we know that they are from the major sins because they have attached to it the na'na. They have attached to it the curse, the curse of Allah. The curse of Allah for those women who do these things that we're going to mention. So it's very important that we look at this. Now, it's very important that the women they be reminded of this so they know what to stay away from. So they know what to stay away from. Now, because remember, the, 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 the latter part of the Sheikh's advice was all geared around what things that protect the women. Now, things that protect the women and things that will safeguard her. So without doubt, she has to be on her guard from those things that will earn her the curse of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the Shaykh, he says, وَكَذَلِكَ مِمَّا اللَّهِ عَلَى النِّسَاءِ And likewise, that which Allah has made prohibited upon the women, التَّغْيِرُ خَلْقِ اللَّهِ That is the changing of Allah's creation. The changing of Allah's creation. نَعَمْ أَلَّذِي تَعَهَدُ الشَّيْطَانِ أن يأمروا به بني آدم حين قال ولا آمرنهم فلا يغيرن خلق الله. He says and this is that oath, this is that uh, promise that the that the, the shaytan he swore to, he will do to the children of Adam. The shaytan he swore that he gonna get this one over on the children of Adam. As Allah Ta'ala informed us, as it comes in Surah An-Nisa, verse 119, as Allah Ta'ala informed us that the shaitan, he said, and verily I will command them, and I will order, and I will order them, and I will command them to change the creation of Allah. I will tell them to change the creation of Allah. Allah From this, وَدَجَاءَ تَفْسِيرُ ذَلِكَ بِأَنَّ الْمُرَادِ بِهِ It comes that, that which is 
intended, yani it comes in the explanation of this ayah, that that which is intended by the changing of the creation of Allah, yani what enters into it, primarily is what? Al-Nams. Wal-Wash. 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 Wal-Wasl. It comes that what enters into that primarily is what it refers to the plucking of the eyebrows. Plucking of the eyebrows. Allah understand how, how widespread has this evil become where you have YouTube tutorials that show women how to pluck their eyebrows. And you'll have Instagram feeds that dedicated to plucking of the eyebrows and all this type of stuff and shaping them. And subhanAllah, how widespread has this evil become? But this is what Shaytan, said he was going to do to the children of Adam. That he's going to command them to change the creation of Allah. So the first thing is what the plucking of the eyebrows. Also, what enters into that as well as tattooing. Tattooing. Now, Russian tattooing, Allah understand. How widespread are tattoos now today? How widespread? How widespread? You can almost count people better on who doesn't have a tattoo. It's easier for you. As opposed to count up how many people have tattoos. Yeah? Allah understand. Also, Russian. And the filing of the teeth, teeth filing, yani to put, uh, yani, what do you say, like gaps in the teeth or to file the teeth for beautification purposes. And we're going to come to each, inshallah ta'ala. And also, al-wasl, Allah Also, al-wasl. And al-wasl, this means to add hair extensions. Al-wasl, it means to add hair extensions. Whether that be with a wig, whether that be with extensions, now, like those braid extensions, the foolish ones they wear, or whether that be with a weave. And how widespread is this? Now, how widespread is this? Go to any Walmart. You'd be better off counting the women who don't have weaves. Than those who have weeds. Why? Because the overwhelming percentage of people that have weeds, yani, you might break your calculator trying to count them all up. How widespread has this become? And all of these things that are mentioned are connected to the line of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The line of Allah, the curse of Allah is upon these ones. And the curse of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi The cursing of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam The curse of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Was upon these ones The Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam He, he uh, cursed The Namifsa The Namifsa Na'am. He cursed the one 
who the woman who plucks her eyebrows. Right? He cursed the woman who plucks the eyebrows and the woman who has her eyebrows plucked. Now, and he cursed the women who yani, uh, get the, uh, the hair extensions. Now, those who get the, the extensions to the, uh, to the hair. Now, now he cursed the women who get the uh, extensions to their hair. Wa mustawsila, and those who have it done to them. So those who do them and those who have it done to them. Wa laina and wa shima. Wal mustawshima, and he cursed the women who they get the the tattoos and the ones who do the tattoos. Now, so the ones who do them and the ones who get them done. وَأَمَّا نَاوْصِيمَةً As far as the نَاوْصِيمَةً Who is that? هِيَ الَّتِي تَأْخُذُ شَعْرَ حَوَاجِبِهَا سَوَاءً بِالْنِقَصِ أَوْ بِالْحَلْقِ أَوْ بِإِزَالَتِهِ بِأَيِّ وَسِيلَةً تَزِيلُ شَعْرِ الْحَاجِبِ And that is the woman who the eyebrow plucker is the one who takes from her eyebrows. Naam. Who takes from her eyebrows. Whether that be by scissors, so, 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 so she trims them, or she, uh, yani, shapes them, or she trims them down, or whether that be by shaving them. Naam. She does it with a razor, and she shaves them off, right? Or whether that's done by any other means of hair removal, by way in which the eyebrows are removed. This is the eyebrow removing. This is the curse. Uh, this is the, uh, the, uh, the, the eyebrow removing in which the Prophet ﷺ cursed those women who do it. وَهِيَ مَلْعُونَ عَلَى لِسَانِ الرَّسُولِ اللَّهِ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمٌ And as far as the mutanamirsa, uh, then this is the woman that asks for her eyebrows to be plucked. So she doesn't pluck it herself, but she has it plucked. But she is also cursed upon the tongue of the Prophet صَلَّى عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمٌ So from the women are those who they are stricken. With this crime. They are stricken with this crime when he izalatu al hawajib. And this is the removing of the eyebrows. Ya subhanallah. Remember, the removing of the eyebrows is from the kabair. It's from the major sins. It's from the major sins. And we know it's from the major sins because it has attached to it what? The curse of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's from the major sins. Well, bil kafirat. And this is from What were you saying? Now, the Shaykh, he goes on and he says, and this is from them imitating the, the Kafir women. Now, from them imitating the Kafir women. 
اقتداء بالكافرات أو فاسقات أو جاهلات التي لا يبالين بمعصية الله ورسوله صلى الله عليه وسلم ثم إذا أزالت الشعر الحواجب تأتي بالصبغ تضعه في مكانه وعياب it says that they are imitating of the disbelieving women or they are imitating of the criminal women, the fasic women, نعم. or the women who are ignorant and given to ignorance. Those in which they have no concern for, disobe- for the disobedience of Allah and His Messenger. And then once they have removed the hair from the eyebrows, they come with some type of dye, right? Or some type of uh, drawing, and then they draw in its place a line or something like this, where the eyebrow used to be. They draw a line or something like that, where the eyebrow used to be at. Ma'am? Shaykh, he says, Ya subhanallah. He says, oh, subhanallah. Hal al-sibr ahsan min hawajib? He says, is this line better than the eyebrows? This dye that they come with or the tattoo that they come with or this line that they draw inside their, their, their face, is this better than the eyebrows? Subhanallah. أحسن مما خلق الله Is this better than what Allah has created? هذا هو تغيير خلق الله This is the change of Allah's creation. This is the changing and alteration of Allah's creation. فلا يجوز المرأة المسلمة أن تذهب مع عادات السيئات والتقليد الفاسدة وتغيير خلق الله So it is not permissible for the Muslim woman that they follow and they go along with these evil customs and they go along with the blind following of the evil women and that is in the changing of the creation of Allah the changing of Allah's creation alteration of Allah's creation but as far as the one who gets the tattooing she is the one who she does the the washam, she does the tattooing. Naam. And again, it should be pointed out that this yani, is not something that is particular to just the women, but it also extends to, to the men as well. But again, because the advice is focused on the on the sisters, then we are focused on the, the sisters, Naam, but it should be understood. And what is this tattooing? The Shaykh he says, Wahua and تَغْرِزُ الْإِبْرَى فِي الْجِلْدِ أو تَبْضَعُ الْجِلْدِ حَتَّى تُخْرِجَ الْدَمِ ثُمَّ تَجْعَلْ فِيهِ شَيْئًا مِنَ الْكُحُلِ أو مِنَ الصِّبْغِ حَتَّى يَبْقَى خَطًّا أَخْضَرْ فِي يَدِهَا أو فِي وَجْهِهَا هذا هو وشم 
The Shaykh, he says, this is to have the skin pricked with needles. The skin is pricked with needles. Ma'am. And then, uh, the skin, yani after is pricked and pierced with needles to the point to the extent where blood comes out. Blood comes out, right? The epidermis, it is punctured. And blood comes out, and then it is injected inside of the skin, um, uh, what do you say, like a dye or ink is injected inside of the skin until it leaves green lines and they used to do this in their hands or in their face. This is tattooing. So even just leaving a green line or have putting lines inside of the hands and that, or the face or any part of the body, this is considered tattooing. So now how much more so a mural? How much more so yeah, any, uh, some kind of, you know, design, elaborate design, picture, whatever, ma'am, then of course, all of this is, enters into that. All of this enters into that. If just a line is enough to, to, yeah, to, 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 uh, to enter into this, so now what about a whole sentence or a word or a paragraph or, yeah, I don't know, right? All of this enters into that. And these are the ones who, uh, these women, they are cursed by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the Prophet said, let me curse these women. Well, Mustawshima, also the Mustawshima, الَّتِي تَطْلُبُ ذَلِكَ أَنْ يُفْعَلْ بِهَا لِأَنَّ هَذَا مِنْ تَغْيِرُ خَلْقِ اللَّهِ سُبْحَانَهُ وَتَعَالَى Also the woman who asked for the tattooing to be done. So this applies to both the tattoo artists and those individuals who get the tattoo. They are both cursed. Because a person will say, well, I didn't do it myself. It was done to me. Okay, but you had it, you let it be done to you. Then you get the curse, ma'am. And this is a tragedy. In our time, as we said, if you is better, you're better off asking who doesn't have a tattoo as to who has a tattoo, ma'am. And as the ulama, they have explained, this is something that is a tragedy because many people, yani from Jahiliyyah, they come into Islam and they have tattoos, ma'am, because they had it from before. And it is always a source of regret and embarrassment for them uh, because sometimes they may have signs of kufr upon their body, be a cross, uh, yani Star David, or yani, you know, some kind of Kafir uh, uh, idol, ma'am, and it becomes a source of like embarrassment to the point where they had asked one of the Mashaykh, could they get it filled in? Right? Could they get it filled in? With, you know, get, get like a, you know, just tattoo a, a big, I don't know, whatever, to fill it in, right? So the Shaykh, he mentioned that this also will be entering to tattooing. Covering a tattoo with a tattoo is still tattooing. He says if the person has the ability to get it removed and what doesn't cause any lasting any harm or you know greater harm on a person, then they can get it removed. Ma'am, he said, but the reality of it is is that this is from the repercussions of ignorance. Ma'am, this is from the repercussions of ignorance. And this was taken from a Q&A session with the Fadil al-Sheikh, Sheikh Muhammad Ramdu Wahab al-Wasabi, rahimahullah ta'ala, and this was during the time of Sheikh Muqbil, 
Rahimahullah Ta'ala, Shaykh Muqbir, Rahmatullah Alayhi, was sitting right next to him when he was, you know, he was answering the questions. But Shaykh Muqbir, he was tired after the giving the, the, the classes and the like. So he told uh, Shaykh Muhammad to answer the questions, and he sat there, and he oversaw, and so on and so forth. And many times doing that, uh, uh, the Shaykh, he would stop, and he would uh, ask Shaykh Muqbir, is what he said correct, and so on and so forth. And the Shaykh would concur. Now, this was from the questions that were asked during that session. Uh, to which the Shaykh he had mentioned, he said that this is from the repercussions of ignorance. And of course, he was talking about those Muslims who have it done. Now, those Muslims who have it done. And then now they feel regretful that this is from the um, re- bad repercussions and ramifications of ignorance. And that, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, uh, to show us the importance of learning the religion preemptively before we do something and then we regret it. And especially... And the brothers, yani, for the, yani, uh, are making, um, uh, for the Kaaba and they're in Ihram and they have to expose the, the right shoulder and the arm and so on and so forth. If there's a mural or anything on it, they be, yani, it's very uncomfortable for them. And more so, brothers who accept Islam and then they have crosses tattooed on their face. As you have individuals that accept Islam and they have a cross tattooed on their face. Everybody looking at them, looking at a cross. Or a rosary tattooed on his neck. Everybody looking at him, looking at a rosary on his neck. This is, this is, yani, extremely, extremely embarrassing. So those who have not fallen into this, then let them learn from others' mistakes. And not follow this, otherwise you will find what they have found. The Shaykh he says, He said, and I ask you by Allah, I ask you by Allah, which one of them is better? I ask you by Allah, which one of them is better? He said, which asks you by Allah, which is better? The color of your skin that Allah has created for you? Or this color or this picture by way in which you have defaced your body with? Which is better? The Shaykh, he says, وَلَكَنْ التَّقْلِيلِ الْأَعْمَى وَطَاعَةِ الشَّيْطَانِ فِي أَمْرِهِ Huh? Because the, the question is rhetorical. We already know which one is better, right? And the Shaykh, he says, rather this is what? This tattooing. Then this is from the blind following of the shaitan. The blind following of the shaitan. And obeying who? Obeying the shaitan. As a shaitan, remember, as Allah Ta'ala informed us with the shaitan, he said, وَلَآمُرَنَّهُمْ فَلَا يُغَيِّرُنَّ خَلْقَ اللَّهِ He said, I'm going to command them to alter and to change the creation of Allah. Ma'am, to alter and to change the creation of Allah. And then the Shaykh, he goes on to get into the other things that were mentioned inside of the hadith. But we will save that until the next class, inshallah ta'ala. 
and finish off those things that were mentioned and also some additional things in which the Shaykh he mentions and bi'idnillahi ta'ala that we will be able to conclude from the advice of the Shaykh inside of the next class فَنَكْتَفِي بِهَذَا الْقَدَرِ وَصَلَى اللَّهُ وَسَلَّمَ عَلَى نَبِيِّنَا مُحَمَّدٍ وَعَلَى آلِهِ وَصَحْبِهِ أَجْمَعِينَ وَجَزَاكُمُ اللَّهُ خَيْرًا